I want the fairy tale. I want the Prince Charming. She... <laughs> How do I put this? Isn't a fan of my kissing style. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. He's in a trash bin. He's non-recyclable. Catch you never. I love being in love. I love love. On today's episode of Where's Your Head At, we are reminiscing over the one that got away. And why sometimes the ending of a situationship can hurt more than a long-term relationship. Stay tuned to find out why you're more heartbroken over a three-month fling than a five-year relationship. Don't worry, you are not alone. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Hello, Anna. How are you? Back for a proper episode, not an interview. I know. I feel like we haven't done one of these in so long. We've got a good topic to go off. How are you excited? I am. I had a friend recently who was talking to me about her one that got away. And I feel like everyone has one, even if we don't want to admit it. We all have one. And anyway, she was like talking me through like how she was feeling and all of that. And I had like a similar situation and I was kind of like comparing notes with her. And I was like, this is such a good topic to talk about because I feel like it's something that at one point or another, we've all like Googled. I mean, I have like, when will I get over the one that got away? Um, how's your morning? You've you've rolled in and you've looked a little bit rattled. Yeah, so I um, it's very hot at the moment. It's a bit of a heat wave in Melbourne. There is, and I um, our aircon in our room is not working. Well, not it's working, but we had while we were away, we had a mold check, so we had like the bathroom renovated and all this sort of stuff. So they're checking our uh, aircon. So they've said don't use it until it's fully like. <sighs> It's fully cleared. So I'm sitting there sweating last night. And when I was actually asleep, I was had a dream that I was being chased by the police. Oh, my God. So I don't know what that means, if anyone knows what that means. Have you looked it up? No, I haven't. And I don't want to because I think it might be something. <laughs> something bad. Yeah, something bad. I feel like it would be. But I felt like I was off season two of Prison Break. <laughs> Like I was getting escaping the prison. Yeah, I was getting chased by the police. So if I'm a bit tired today, it's because I've been yeah running all night. Yeah, he's, he's been getting he's running through the streets trying to evade police. I remember a bit of a a bit of it was I climbed over a uh, a backyard fence and then I landed on a tree and hurt myself and I was limping through. God, it, it sounds was, horrific. It was pretty intense. No wonder you look a bit rattled. <laughs> That's like, what have I done wrong? Yeah, they're why, coming for me. They're they rocking up to the studio. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have done nothing wrong. I'm not stressing about that, but I'm still, <laughs> who knows really these days. What about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I've been going to my naturopath a lot. I've been kind of like working on my health. So I'm feeling a lot better. My mm. gut health is finally feeling like it's in a good place, which yeah. is a big deal for me because you know me, like I've been on antibiotics pretty much every two weeks yeah. for the past like six months. Like it's been crazy in between like UTIs. I had parainfluenza a while back. Yeah. I just somehow just keep catching sickness. And like also like, you know, going into winter, it's a very scary time for me. So I'm like, <laughs> I need to stay at home. I don't want to get sick. So obviously before winter has hit us, it's kind of been my goal to get my gut health in check. I've been on the probiotics, I was about to say prebiotics. I mean, having carrots. Are they good for you? It's fiber, which my, so my naturopath said like have fiber before you actually have dinner because then it kind of like gets into the system. Yeah. Yeah. What about Metamucil? Metamucil is really good actually. They have actually recommended that to me. And what's it called? What's the actual thing called? It's like psyllium husk. No, I don't know Psyllium husk, I think. Forgive Mm. me if I'm wrong, guys, if you're sitting at home being like, what is she talking about? I'm pretty sure Metamucil has psyllium husk in it. And so basically it kind of like builds like a barrier around your gut. I'm all over gut health right now. You are. Gee whiz. You've got it. I just take these vitamins that say they protect your organs and I'm good. You're like tick. Yeah, that's all I do. Thank you. I heard as well chia seeds are good for you. They um, they yes. like almost clean the lining of your uh, guts. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been having smoothies every morning, which has actually really helped because I was doing like fasting up until about midday, but I would have like three or four coffees because we're in the studio super yeah, early. Yeah. 
And yes, I think since having like my morning smoothie, so I have like this gut health powder that is packed with everything. I have chia seeds, I have protein. What berries do you put in there? Blueberries. Blueberries. I'm my, a blueberries gal. My smoothie is mixed <laughs> berries, frozen mixed berries, frozen bananas, oats, protein. Remember that time? Greek yogurt. Oh, and Greek yogurt. I love Greek yogurt. Yeah. That's very good for the gut as well. I have Greek yogurt with some honey at night. I know that this isn't a um, this isn't a hotline, and we're not doing recommendations. But you guys, <laughs> but have I'm going to give you one. You anyway. guys have a recommendation here. <laughs> I recommend. I, we do it all the time at home. Greek yogurt, and we dip um, mission chips that are flavored in there. Mission chips. You know, just the um, the corn chips. The mission, oh, corn chips the, in, the, with Greek yogurt. It is amazing. I it, don't know if that's a thing. That well. Trust me, guys, try it and let me know how you go. It's instead of sour cream. So it's a ah. healthy alternative to sour cream. Because I used to. Okay, I can get around that. I could used to abuse sour cream. Like I'd finish a tub on my nachos I do and love, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I can eat sour cream out the tub. Yeah, yeah. Well, I make like burrito bowls and I, instead of using sour cream, I will do like a Greek yogurt. Yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's what I'm doing. You, you're just changing it over. And trust me, it's so good with the chips get around that yeah t- let me know how you go that's my oh. recommendation you guys have a bonus <laughs> one this week look at you guys lucky matt, matt fucking loves the recommendation <laughs> I do, don't but, you? but driving into the studio i'm always like fuck what's my recommendation this week <laughs> <laughs> stressing so fucking like what have i done and then but when i get here i get them don't i yeah you do you have some good recommendations we like that okay well we're talking about the one that got away today do you have a one that got away, would you say? So we were talking about this when we spoke about the topic and I mm. I was under the impression that once upon a time I did have one yeah. that got away. Yeah. And who was that? Um, it was my ex, but my ex for like a while ago. From Your first sh- ex? Yeah, my first ex. Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, like you, over time you realise that like if you had stayed with them, like opportunities, situations you wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Absolutely. I don't know who I would be right now. Well, you wouldn't be with Jen to start with. I wouldn't be with Jen, yeah. I I was thinking more like life, like me as an actual person, like who I am and my personality and that. I think to like leave them, I've matured and grown up and like, you know, seen more of the world, done more things that I know who I am. And yeah, I wouldn't have met Jen. I wouldn't have met amazing people along the way as well. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you have someone that got away? (laughs) I mean, at the time, don't get me wrong. Like I sat there and I was like, damn, like, how am I ever going to come back from this? I've yeah. spoken about this before on the podcast. So I was like, that was my one. She it's was my rough. end game. That's my soulmate. But you realize that there's other people out there. Absolutely. I think I've had like two that got away <laughs> being greedy. Can you have two? The, the, so the like expression at- no longer is the one that got away. It's Anna's the, got two that got away. Yeah, the, the couple that got away. <laughs> no, like, okay. So I... I've spoken, obviously, we've spoken about all of our relationships on this Mm -hmm. podcast, but my first relationship, the DJ, the one that we were very on and off. Cheated on you seven times in six days. Cheated on me seven times. No, cheated on me six times in seven days. He missed a day there. Yeah, missed a day. It's hard hard life for him. Yeah, I feel like for so long he was my one that got away. Because he cheated on me, I felt forced to break up with him, but mm. I really didn't want to break up with him. Yeah. And so it was this thing in my head being like, and he would always message me being like, I'm still in love with you. Give me another chance. Yeah, You're help, the love it? of my life. Yeah. And like, obviously I was feeling all of those things at the time. And I was like, why is life so hard? Why do I have to be a strong woman? And so why am I so stubborn? <laughs> well, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah. And then like, I obviously, after him, got into a very serious six-year relationship. We were living together. And I think if I'm being really honest with myself, I've probably never admitted this out loud before, but here we we are on the podcast. I think throughout that relationship, even though I was extremely happy, extremely content in my relationship, there was a part of me, I think, that was kind of like, what if... And I, I really did feel that whole all-encompassing feeling of he was the one that got away whilst in that relationship, even although I was happy. It was just like a niggling thought in the background. And occasionally he would Snapchat me. and While you were with your partner. Whilst I was in a relationship and Eek. would send me like essays being like, eek. yeah, eek. <laughs> the big eek. <laughs> would kind of like send me messages saying how much he loved me, how he still loves me five years later, how he regrets what he did. 
And after I broke up with my partner of six years on a drunken night out, I did bump into him. We didn't have sex, but we did go home together and we like kissed and it kind of like, it was such a weird feeling, right? Because for so long, Mm. I'd put him on this pedestal being like, he is the one that got away from me. And then when I went back to his house that night, when I was single and like, I'd only been single for like three months, but I was single, went back to his house and all of the sparks kind of came back. Mm, Naturally. Naturally. I guess if like you really have put someone on a pedestal for that long, it's because there is like It's a long time to think that about someone while you're with someone as well. But... But I don't think that's rare. No. I I think a lot of people probably feel this way. But after that night like I didn't feel the need to have sex with him and after that night it was almost like closure like the pedestal that he had been on for so long was finally pulled down and I genuinely remember and this is so like funny because I remember it like it was yesterday I remember walking out of his apartment being like if I never see him again I'll be okay with it did you no I've never seen him since did he still Snapchat your essays? No, no. And I think maybe it was closure for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Because like, you know, when someone cheats on you and there's all this like emotion and like yeah, you both kind of feel like what could have been. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was like my one that got away for so long. And then after putting him on this huge pedestal for so long – after seeing him and actually like spending a night with him. That's sometimes all you need though to realize that it's just not what you think it is. And it's like... It a, was a fantasy. It's like, yeah, your brain almost like telling you that like... oh Well, you automatically remember all the good bits. So, you're probably remembering all the good bits with him. And that's that's the whole thing as well, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you feel this way with your ex that was the one that got away for you you forget all of the bad stuff and you're like but they were amazing and they yeah. did this and oh remember that time when they did this surprise for me and you know all of those like all of the bad shit in the bin, in the bin. <laughs> yeah. don't think of it once the fact that you guys were completely incompatible you were just like two friends like this like- guy cheated on me six times in seven days yeah. and i thought he was he was the one that got away for seven years like what was i thinking like that's crazy so who was the other guy then so you said you had two <laughs> Matt doesn't forget. Yeah, who was the other guy? Um, So the other guy was this guy that I was seeing for like two months and then... Oh, so you hadn't even... So it was like a situationship. Yes. We weren't like... I mean, we both said that we weren't really seeing anyone else, but it wasn't like officially exclusive. Well, you know, it's up for debate. Unless someone tells me like I'm 100%, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway... We were seeing each other for a couple of months. Something happened where there was like conflict and it just never got resolved. Like our communication just wasn't good enough to resolve it. And then it just ended very abruptly and it kind of just like knocked me for six. It's kind of like when you're like in a situation, Chip, and you're in the process of like really falling in love with someone. Yeah. And just before you hit that mark. Well, two months is probably the right amount of time. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. So for me, because of the circumstances around it, I really felt like he was the one that got away until I met Michael. Okay, for that long then? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, when you're saying that, I sort of have a feeling about like some girls that like I spoke to for a bit and then it just never eventuated into anything. And I used to joke with my mates being like, that's the one that got away. But like... Like, I wouldn't think, like, I don't actually think that. Do you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. there's a bit of me that's like, what, oh, if? what if, like, we'd kept talking or I, we'd, I had, like, gone exclusive. You know what I mean? Like, I think well, like yeah. that. But, like, nah, nothing serious. But do you think that anyone thinks that you're the one that got away? <laughs> Except for that DJ dude. <laughs> well, I don't think he thinks that now. I think that was, like, our closure. And mm. I think, like, the whole, like, the one that got away phenomenon, I feel like can be like nipped in the bud when you get closure. I feel like the lack of closure or feeling like you don't have closure can sometimes make you feel that way. Hmm. But then I always say, if someone goes to you, that's closure in itself or like the fact that you guys aren't together should be closure. Should be enough. But sometimes it isn't. You need more. Sometimes. 
you tell yourself it is <laughs> that you should tell yourself that it is closure. I reckon that I um, some girls think I'm the one that got away. Do you? Yeah, I've got one in mind particularly. Really? Tell me more. Triple H. Do you reckon? I Why reckon, is that? I don't know. I bumped into her and she said, you're actually such a nice guy, all this sort of stuff. And I was, was she like, drunk? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the truth comes out yeah, when she, you're drunk. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like not giving her much, obviously, because I've obviously moved on. And she was like, oh, like, I think she said what could have been. And I was like, well, it hasn't been and it won't be or something Did like you that. feel the same way with her? That no, God, no. When that ended, I was <laughs> so happy. You were relieved. Yeah, I was relieved. <laughs> I was like, thank God. <laughs> Is there anyone else who you reckon you're the one that got away for? Ooh. Yeah, I reckon there's a couple of girls, but I don't know. If, if, if you feel like I'm the one that got away from you... Let us Whoa. know. <laughs> Let us know. No one's letting us know that, Matt. No Shoot one's us a message. To that. Let us know. We, we're curious. I reckon I'm the one that got away for the guy who I was seeing before Michael. Remember on our first episode of this podcast, I told the story about how I went to the airport. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, right. yeah. Because. You can tell by the way they view your stories. You can just tell when you see their name and you're. People who view your stories. Oh, one hundred percent. There's there's so many ways to know if you're the one that got away for someone. I mean, yeah, they still follow you on social media for one. They keep following you after the breakup. They're not like I mean, I follow a lot of exes, to be honest. Like just out of like I do. It's just it's like a nonchalant follow. Like yeah, yeah. it has no emotion behind it. I I'm just like it, respectfully following them because at one point we dated. I find it petty almost to unfollow them. Yeah. I find that as like they probably think, oh, like I've won. You know what I mean? Like they're unfollowing me for this reason where like I've muted a bunch of people that like I've muted so many people because like- Most people are muted. Yeah, for that reason. (laughs) I I don't want to see my news people. I don't want to unfollow them because I don't want them- You don't want to be rude. Yeah, I don't want to be rude. And I'm like, they might get that satisfaction of that I've (laughs) unfollowed. You know what I mean? I've unfollowed them. Because I know if someone unfollows me that I've dated or something, you're like, ha ha. You care. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of two ways. Maybe they just don't care. Oof, let's just. Oh, Matt's, Matt's like. Matt no, just, no, no. <laughs> your face just went like completely like drained then. You were like, what? They what? don't care? No, What's they, this concept you talk of? No, I know they care. I could feel their energy. I know. What's other reasons that you know that you're like the one that got away from someone? I guess if their friends ask about you, that's a pretty obvious that's one. That's a pretty obvious one, yeah. Uh, they don't get into another serious or long-term relationship for a while. Hasn't our two last exes <laughs> not been in a relationship since? <laughs> We're the one that got away from me. I highly doubt it. I'm pretty sure my ex does, hasn't even, from what I've heard, hasn't really seen or anything with anyone. No, she did. Remember the lawyer? Oh, you're talking about that one. Yeah. Well, who are you talking about? One before, but yeah, both of them. I'm just everyone. I'm the one that got away from everyone. Matt, I'm, this is not supposed <laughs> to be an ego thing So let's just rein it in. Uh, you don't know how people are feeling. I don't know on the other side of their film, but I'm just reading the facts here. You get drunk texts from them is a key sign that you're the one that got away. I don't get drunk texts. I don't, so maybe... But I think we're both in pretty serious. I mean, I'm engaged. So <laughs> if I was getting drunk texts from someone, I'd be worried for them. Um, they're God, probably d- like holding in. I mean, to be fair, when I had those feelings of the one that got away, I never sent a drunk text. I'm going to put that out yeah, there. Yeah, neither did I. I think that like... Drunk texting was like 18-year-old to 20-year-old Anna. 21-year-old Anna was like, we are no longer sending drunk texts. I don't remember the last... Yeah, I don't remember the last time I sent a drunk text. Like, I'm too busy, like, talking shit to... On this podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, but when I'm drinking with my mates. <laughs> oh, when you're drinking. Yeah, to t- send a drunk text. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they text you happy birthday or congratulate you on, like, a life achievement. See, again, yes, you could be the one that got away for them, but like, but then I, I f- would respectfully send someone a happy birthday. Would I? Who was the last ex I've sent a happy birthday to? If they were in a relationship. There's a couple of people who I would now classify as like friends who I would send a happy birthday to. There's others who, I mean, it's really hard. I wouldn't know anyone's birthdays. I'm going to put that out That's there. That's true as well. There's I probably actually, like one or two exes that I would remember. I actually always have trouble remembering the exact date. When's my birthday? <sighs> April? 
Yeah. The 23rd. Try again. 20th. Close. 20, it's the 20s. Yeah. It's it's before. Think about my Instagram handle. It's the, so it's the 21st. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. I was going to say the 21st because it's before Anzac Day. Yeah. I remember it was before Anzac Day. See, I, I know around about He's time. He's good. He's I know, okay. I know around about time. Mine's just easy because it's everywhere. Like I use 21 for everything. Yeah, this is true. I just remember it's the roundabout time. It's never the time. actual date. Yeah. So, yeah. Another one is they keep in communication with your family and friends. That's a big one. That is a big They're one. They're sliding their way into your life without like actually being in your life. Do you have any exes who still talk to your family or yeah. friends? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Maybe you're the one that got away from Maybe them. Maybe I am, yeah. <laughs> um, they flirt with you now and then as well. Well, I mean, I don't know how many exes you're seeing, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not seeing any of my exes. I personally wouldn't want to see my exes. Like, yeah, no. I would just prefer not to. But you can occasionally bump into them out. Melbourne's a very small town. If I know that one of my exes goes to a certain place, I will go out of my way to not go there. I will avoid it like the plague because seeing an ex for me is just like, I just couldn't think of anything worse. Also, they didn't untag or delete photos of you together. Again, I, I will- still have photos of all of my exes. If you go down my gram... It's still your life at the end of the day. Have you, have you archived a grid post of your ex? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've archived like a few, but I've not like totally deleted no, them neither, all because I feel like it's part of my story. Same. Almost like just because you're not with someone doesn't mean that you weren't. I archive the ones that I'm like, eh, but then the cool. Like, I archive the PDA ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I archive those ones. But then the ones that I'm like, oh, these are cool. Like, like I've left like launch picks up. Um, have you? Yeah. Well, I changed the description. Oh, did you? How are you saying that? So you used no. to be a love heart and now it says tombstone. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you are savage. That's actually so funny, Matt. <laughs> I actually think that we should all do that. Yeah, literally. The hard launch fish was a love Normally heart. Normally it's like my forever in a day. Yeah. Forever isn't long enough. Uh, yeah. My one and only. And that's like put like a tombstone. R.I.P. R.I.P. to our relationship. <laughs> I'm funny like that. Well, I had something else. What was the other one I had years ago? I did another one and I did something funny. I can't remember. Oh, I had, I left this up because I look good. (laughs) I mean, only you would actually do that. So it doesn't surprise me that that happened. I'm on fire today. Um, (laughs) And the last one is that they find reasons to bump into you. Luckily, I haven't had this happen. Yeah, same really. I don't think there's any reason to bump into me um with the one that got away let's talk more after the break okay so do you know what's actually funny is Mm. you know that song the one that got away by katie perry um not familiar with it you know like the one that got away i don't want to sing in the microphone i don't want to like burn everyone's ear canals it's actually um funny that because i actually searched the one that got away in podcast listen on the way in and it was and this is just funny how the world works it was about people escaping from prison yeah i saw that and i was like my dream last night this oh yeah i'm like what i was like what's going on you know what i mean yeah, that's weird. It's weird. And then I did read this script before I went to bed. Interesting. Ooh. What's that noise? <laughs> Do you know something actually really freaky happened to me the other day? Mm-hmm. I was at my parents' house and I made a coffee and like, you know. Oh, tell me more about the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you Matt's <know>, <laughs> banging for his next coffee. And like it was a concrete bench and a cup. And I was like in the house alone and the cup knocked over. Like, how can that happen? Are we going into ghost stories? Because I can tell you some <laughs> serious ones. No, we'll, we'll do another episode on ghost stories. But I just had my to tell you that. My house is haunted. I think my parents' house is haunted after that. The ghost of like my grandparents could be alive and And they came back in to there. knock over a coffee mug. Well, I looked, at, I looked it up what it meant. And it said that a coffee cup knocking over by itself means that something really good is coming. That's so I was like, oh, okay. Thanks, grandparents. <laughs> Matt just knocked over his own coffee cup. That wasn't think, me. That I think wasn't. A spirit has to do it. You can't. You can't. That force wasn't it. me. Something good, Jay. Okay, let's get back to the topic, which is the one that got away. So, normally, when you have this feeling of the one that got away, it's when you've been seeing someone for about six to eight months, 
And usually that's because you're still in the honeymoon phase. So you put them on this huge pedestal, you fantasize about what could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's normally two things that can happen. So the first is you guys sort of knew each other socially, felt a spark, and then they didn't follow through with the relationship, which leaves you obviously heartbroken. And wanting more. Wanting more, wondering what if. They've taken that dopamine serotonin hit away from you. They gave it all to you yeah, and then they, they ripped it away. <laughs> the next one is when the relationship has actually kind of started, there's some traction, but there's a disconnect or a misunderstanding. Something wasn't resolved and it ended very abruptly and you're kind of sideswiped by something else. So can you relate to either of those kind of circumstances? I would say the second one, but not how long did they give again? Eight, six to eight months. They said normally it can be six to eight months, but obviously there's exceptions to every kind of rule. When I think about that, I think about one that's been going for like two years nearly and you're just so complacent and then maybe they just go, you know what I mean? And they just go, nah. They just wake up one day and go, Well, maybe that's a boy thing. Maybe that's a boy thing of not putting in enough effort, which I feel like many men are guilty of. And then in hindsight, you have regrets. Yeah, I could say that. Yeah. So then it just gets swept. The rug essentially gets swept out from under you. Yeah. And you're just like, well, where did that happen? See, for me as a girl, relationships, like proper relationships, it's less likely to happen. Because when you're in a proper relationship with someone, you can see their negative traits. So you can be like... They're not Mr. Perfect anymore, which I once, like in the honeymoon phase, you you put them on this amazing pedestal. You think that their shit don't stink. You're like... Literally mine doesn't. You know? <laughs> I don't know why you continue to say that. It's so bizarre. The door's open. Don't. Don't. <laughs> I just... Um, can you smell it? <laughs> you just... I, I, anyway. And like you just think that they're amazing, right? I agree. And then over time you've realized things and then... And then it's easier to let the relationship go because you could be like, well... But then what happens when you're on the other end and you don't see that happening and you're not thinking that way? That's what I'm saying. What do you mean? So like you, you're not thinking, oh, you're seeing all those faults because you're sort of just like... Well, you're putting in minimal effort. Oh, yeah. And they're probably you're doing everything for you. Fuck, okay. When did this become so personal? (laughs) I'm not taking it personal. I'm just saying exactly what I'm thinking. If you're taking it personally, that's a new problem. Jeez, all right. I forget I said anything. (laughs) But you know what I mean? And then you're focusing on like your job, your like your careers and all that sort of stuff. And you're you're not really focusing so much on the relationship, which happens. And then they just wake up one day and go, nah, and pull the rug. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. I think that's well, that, that's yeah. when I'd find it the hardest to, you know, move on sort of thing. A hundred percent because I guess like you didn't make them a priority and the fact that you didn't do that, then you think, well, what if I did make them a priority? And that's where that what if kind of like... hundred percent. I agree. That's exactly... Thinking, that imagination kind of can drive you wild and takes you away to a place where you're like... Regret. Regret. Yeah, yeah. The regret. Well, it's a concept of hindsight, right? It's like... <sighs> What could I have done? Fuck, hindsight. Like, could, could we have spent the rest of our lives together? Hindsight is a beautiful thing, isn't it? But is it just a grass is greener mentality is the question that I have for you. I don't believe the grass is greener on the other side. I believe it's greener where you water it. I know you do say that. And I do... <laughs> Matt's throwing up some gangster signs right <laughs> Just, now. Yeah, I reckon that's... <laughs> I'm a little bit worried. That's literally that saying, I reckon that. Because I, for a strong period of my life, always believed that the grass was greener on the other side. You know what I mean? I'd be, if we're talking about relationships, I'd be with someone when my younger years, like 16 or 18, and I'd be like, fuck, all my mates are single. I want to be single. I want to be with them. And then like you end the relationship and I would just cry for ages wanting to be with that. But that's because you can't be single. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah, I'd I be like, what well, I want to be back with them. And I, and then I took, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I sort of like, sort of had the mentality of like, I'm going to actively, in my mind, the grass isn't greener on the other side. Like, it's yeah. not better to be on the other side. You've got to work on what you are. It's definitely not better for you, that's for sure. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, look, I'm going to say something. I think that I know for your one that got away, then you've had all of these like what ifs, regrets, whatever. But if that person was right for you, you would have prioritized it. That's right? what I said from yeah, the start. Yeah. Like once you realize that they're not your one, they're not the one that got away 
it's just that initial stage where it might be what year a year and that where you think oh if i'd done this differently if i'd done that but then you realize yeah they weren't your priority at the time for a reason but then another little sorry to play devil's advocate but could it just be a timing issue like you weren't ready you were too young both parties couldn't commit properly at the time good good call but i believe that in time now i've realized that like maybe it was a timing maybe it wasn't but i don't think that i don't know i don't know i'm happy with where i'm at so it's kind of weird to think down that way if timing or if things have been different because i in a way i don't think so i think that like they're living their life and you're living your life. And yeah. I don't think those lives link up Yeah, at all. What about you? I don't think they well, link up. It's interesting because I've seen this thing on my TikTok algorithm recently and it's about how men marry the woman who's in front of him when he's ready. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so guys, when they become ready and get into the mindset, okay, I want to get married, start a family, travel or whatever their life goals are that's the person who they marry the woman who is in front of them at the time if they think they can make it work <laughs> sounds like it's so like yeah i'm ready let's pick her she's well, there it's a, it's, a, it's a thing on my algorithm that i watched once and now i'm getting a million of these videos you know how the algorithm oh, works i do but like people seem to really relate and resonate with this I can see what you mean. What would girls do then though? They always are thinking about it. They're always ready. No. <laughs> Why do you think girls are always ready? I don't know. No, I think it's like, I think timing is such an important factor on deciding who you end up with. 100%. Because I think like when the timing is right and you meet someone who's like ready as well, then you kind of like align and your life goals align and you start to kind of like plan out the future. Whereas like, for instance, when I was in my six year relationship, we were kind of just like in a relationship, like nothing really happened. <laughs> we moved in together. Were you buying, saving for a house? Did you have the same goals? Like he, he was a builder. So he was building a house and we were going to move into it. But like, well, that's brutal. And then you broke up with him and he said, built the house for you too. Don't make me feel bad. <laughs> Matt's looking at me with such disgust. Does he still have that house? I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in a hot minute, but... He has a sausage dog, doesn't he? I think so. Cool dude. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Matt wants to make friends with my ex. (laughs) Just to play with the goods. (laughs) No, but um, I know what you mean, that if they're not on the same journey with you, then the timing's not right. Yeah, 100%. Okay, Matt, let's talk about why situationships hurt more than a real breakup sometimes next. Why does it feel like sometimes when we end a situationship, it can hurt more than a, like a long-term breakup? It's such a hard one, right? Because I've definitely had situationships that have ended hurt more than long-term relationships. And I know I'm definitely not the only one in this boat and I think it's just because it triggers those feelings of like what could have been you know what I mean like yeah. what if I was I've been trying to think about a situation ship that's ended that I've been distraught about and I can't really think put, of one think of one like I can't I'm trying to think I don't think this sounds pretty bad but it is the truth like, I don't think I've fully invested in a situation where I'm like oh but then how do you get to a point of being in a relationship then well, I guess just will you keep hanging out? And I think it hasn't gotten to the point where like... or I, So you've never got to a point where you've like thought it was turning into a relationship and actually, then didn't? Actually, I lied. There was probably one girl when I was younger. She used to make my coffees all the time. We hung out a fair bit and I was like, oh, okay. Which is a barista? Yeah, she was my barista <laughs> who made my coffees in the okay, morning. Okay, right. Makes and sense. I was like, oh, yeah, cool chick. Like, see where this goes. And I spoke for like five months. Wow, that's decent. Hung out decent. And, and I think this was probably the first and last person that I realized, like, don't go two balls to the wall because they might not be. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I was pretty into it. And then um, she wasn't. She met some other guy. My mates were making out at the local. <gasps> and then I sort of took a step back and I was like, okay, well, we're not exclusive. So fair enough. But I was sort of like respecting that line and then it just sort of fizzled out from there and i was sort of not upset Her. i was like no more free coffees that sucks 
How was your feelings feeling that? Let's put it was, the coffees I, to the side. I was upset, but um, it was a time in my life where like, it was like, thank you, next sort of thing. Like, well, who, like I was young. I was 21, 22. Right. So, so you was, were young. Yeah. So it was sort of like, who's, who's like, you know, who's there? Like, and you're who, going who's out. Who's next on the rotation? Yeah, yeah, Rockstar, <laughs> who's next? Because you're going out all the time. You're meeting new people. Yeah. I was like, who have I? And then funnily enough, another situation, she actually arose not shortly after just through sheer like just you know you're meeting people all the time single so you reckon at like 21 you kind of got taught the lesson of like don't invest yeah tw- until you know they're 100 percent. yeah 22 23 yeah around that great age. time to learn it yeah exactly Fuck, i wish i got some of that <laughs> could have done with a couple of those lessons i mean but i'm sure along the way i've sort of like we've like spoken i've been like oh i like this one but then I don't have I ever been. Have you seen me distraught over a situationship ending? Not really, if I think about it. Like, not really. I've sort of just always been like, oh, yeah, well, it's just not meant to be. Sort I of. mean, you kind of, if you're single, you would probably be talking to a couple of people. So if one yeah. fucks you off, you're yeah. replacing pretty quickly, which is a bit toxic of you. <laughs> but, I will, but also, not really, because you're single. Like, I'm you single, can date. Yeah. yeah, you can date around. Like, there's no. And the thing is, is when you meet someone, then. But like, let's let's talk about Jen. You met Jen and you were all in from date one. Yeah. So like what happens if after like six dates when you'd put her on that massive pedestal, if she was like, I'm not ready, how would that have felt? Or were you still not all in? I guess we'll never know. No, I was all in though. I was. I was. Yeah. I think maybe you've just been lucky that you've never been all in and someone's pulled out. Yeah, maybe. So I've been there and it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's actually a good point, yeah, because I just think – I think there was a lot about that, though, that was like it was six years of chatting on and off. It was that like – do you know what I mean? We sort of totally. got like when we got to the point, it was sort of like, oh, here we go. Like yeah. this has been a long time coming. I mean, there You've was many lived f- a blessed life to never experience that type of pain because let me tell you, it fucking sucks. Yeah, you want to tell us more? Oh, like I remember when my situationship ended. I reckon I cried in bed for a week. Over a situationship. Over a situationship. I took it harder than a long-term relationship breakup. Definitely. Because in a, in a long-term relationship breakup, if you're breaking up with them, then you're kind of like, okay, these are the reasons why like, I want to be single and like I want to do this with my life, and like you have all you have all the reasons. You've justified it, right? And I feel it's like still sad, but you've justified it. I feel like by the time you break up with them, you've done the seven things of grieving as well. If you're the one pulling the trigger, you've yeah. done like the I don't know what they are the off the top of my head, but you know what I mean. And then yeah. you've come to acceptance. Yeah, 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 absolutely. By the time you whereas break up like with when them. it gets swept from under your feet, it's like it's almost like it kind of gives you that feeling of like. Well, it hurts your ego firstly, right? Like your ego takes a big hit when someone says, I don't want you because you're like, what have I done wrong? Is there something I could have done better? Was I bad in bed? Am I too fat? Like what is it about me that makes you not appreciate me the way I appreciate you? I just clicked then. Jen was telling me a story on the way last night. We're in the car. About a friend at work who'd been in a situation with this guy for five, fucking how did I forget this? That for five it was probably because I was hoeing down a bar min while she was telling me. <laughs> I was more focused on that. Priorities. Yeah, it's that this girl at work had been seeing this guy for five months, and um, he literally they'd been hanging out all week, going on dates. He'd be cooking her dinners, all this sort of stuff, and he literally told her on the weekend that he's not interested in taking this any further, and she's heartbroken about it. She was like, I really fell for this guy. I was starting to like him. And um, yeah, Jen was like, confined. Oh conf- was, um, what's the word? She was confiding in Jen. Yeah, and was comforting her at work. It's because you just don't see it coming. Well, t- this is the girl that I went when I went and got drinks with her and her work friends. Right. She was telling me about the situation. I said, he's not into you. And this was in December. So and you re- knew. I knew straight away. I was like, he, d- he doesn't, he's not into you. You've That's given, all that you've time You've given ago. me those hard truths. And <laughs> yeah. Look. Well, Jen cracked it at me for telling her friends that. She's like, you shouldn't say that. And I was like, I was just helping her out. You know what? The, I always stand by this. The truth hurts, but people should hear it. Yeah. Like why have your feelings run away with themselves and prolong something that's already coming? Like if something's not going to work out, 
I would prefer to know at the two-month mark over the five-month mark all day, every day. And not, because is it better to have love and lost than to never love at all? But feelings at two months compared to five months are very different. At five months, you're getting comfortable. Yeah, you are. You're like basically living at each other's places. Like, yeah, you've fixed up that baby name list on your phone. <laughs> you've got the... You've agreed on the one that's go, going yeah, ahead. you photoshopped a wedding photo with your faces in it. Uh, but it's so hard with situationships because you lose something that was never yours to lose. Yeah, I've had that thrown in my face a couple of times. Not with relationships, but with like opportunities and that. And people have said, well, you didn't get it. Like you were just in the running for it. And I'm like, yeah, still, it sucks because you've pictured yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that position. Pictured yourself at the end of the aisle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not, yeah, so much. But, you know, like opportunities of, yeah, well, that's what we're talking about relationship. But then like opportunities, you like you picture yourself in that that job role or that role. And yeah. It's been taken away from you. And the thing is as well, you go from all to nothing Mm. so like i guess like situationships are very spontaneous it's like nothing's defined so it's exciting and i guess you can quickly go from speaking every day to being unfollowed to being ghosted to being blocked like you know it's just it's a real whirlwind and it really does take you on a spin. Yes, yeah, so you can spiral very quickly when that happens to you. Yeah, and I guess like with relationships, you know, there's disagreements that you can be like, oh, well, like he was a bit of a fuckwit and like, you know, you have all of these, like your list of negatives about them, whereas with situationships, it is, it's yeah. honeymoon phase. And that's, I think that's why we feel so deeply when we do feel that rejection. And you also want to know, like, there's a natural desire of why they didn't choose you, like what went wrong. Like you said before, it could be, what is it, something wrong with me? Where, At the end of the day, it could just be that you guys weren't compatible and they saw that and the timing was off for them. Yeah. I think as well, our attachment styles have a lot to do with it, don't you reckon? Yeah. So, like, if you and me, our attachment styles struggle, don't they? Yeah, well, like, unless you're in a unless you're a secure attachment, you're gonna find it really fucking hard if someone turns around and says, "Sorry, this isn't working out for me." Unless you're secure within yourself, it's tricky because then you start to think, like, "What's wrong with me?" You know, we're all terrified of being abandoned, and all of these attachment styles are kind of developed because of abandonment issues or things that have happened in our past. And like, when you actually actually get abandoned then you're like whoa this is a lot this sucks everything all of my worries and anxieties have been reaffirmed by what this person has just done to me yeah i agree it definitely plays on your insecurities and makes you question if you are attractive worthy or desirable to the other 100 like i reckon when situationships have ended for me i've never felt more insecure like i was like i need to go on a diet i need to like anything i need to dye my hair blonder like all of these things which is so silly and like in hindsight I'm like oh my god Anna you're so stupid like but if you don't have the confidence in yourself or like your ego takes a hit you really do start questioning yourself and when I look at younger me I'm like I feel bad for her because I question myself so much so much I don't know if you felt this way because you, yeah. you've got more confidence than anyone I know but I make up for surely surely you've questioned yourself I question things I've done not myself like, what, about, what about when I didn't reply to your date request did you question yourself were you we oh. like not nah, next <laughs> next I'm sure like the next girl replied <laughs> or the one before I said <laughs> the, like, the copy that message was, that message was one of 20 <laughs> Sure. What is the what's the expression? If you um, if you throw enough lines out, one's gonna take a one's gonna take the bait. Or the well, maybe that's the difference between girls and guys. Like, I will talk to like one guy, and if like I get rejected, then I take it more personally. Whereas if you're talking to like ten girls and throwing the same line out, and you're getting two replies, you're still feeling like yeah, good. Young single man, you do that. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying, like, if you're talking to one person as opposed to like ten, like oh, of the, course. Odds, the odds are the definitely, odds are definitely on your good. side are from mine. <laughs> yeah, it's a numbers game, Anna. You got to play the odds. Okay, let's jump into our listener question, shall we? Okay, guys. So this is where we ask you to ask us where our heads are at. 
Okay, so Cherry has written into the podcast and she has asked, I always get stuck on my last situationship or date and cannot move on until I meet the next person. Why do I get so infatuated with people? Cherry, I think that you fall hard, maybe. I I can relate to this. Yeah, so why do you think Cherry does this? Well, I guess she's kind of putting her self-worth on like the date that she's been on. Like, are they nice to me? Does that mean that I'm worthy? So... I mean, there's nothing really wrong with like, in my opinion, you know how I feel about this, getting under to get over, even if it just means going on another date to get over, essentially. How shit would that date be if they just suck and you're trying to get over someone and you're thinking about someone the whole time? Yeah. I think it's pretty normal to feel that way, especially if you're kind of like out there really wanting like a relationship and you can't seem to find one. So then maybe you put like quite a lot of expectations and pressure. Maybe our advice to Terry is just to take the pressure off and kind of just go into each date with like a really open mind, have fun, but don't get too like involved and invested. And what do we always say? Let them come to you. Don't, you know, chase them. What do we always say? Don't worry if they like you, worry if you like them. 100% love that. Okay. The next one comes from Martin. Is it true that to get over someone, oh, here we go. You have to get under someone else or at least date someone else? <laughs> yes, 100%. I disagree. Matt, I just, when was the last time you were getting over a relationship and you weren't getting under people? I mean, let's get but, right. So that's, I know, so I know from experience that it doesn't work. But you for still me. do it. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you do it. But it, I reckon it makes you feel more shitty, like to just get with people. Like, like I said on that episode, like I said when we spoke about this before, like sex to me comes easy, you know, like I don't like it's comes in, it comes into my life. So it's not like I'm feeling anything. I'm briefly feeling a void and then they're gone. You know what I mean? Like, and then you're left even lonelier and emptier mm. metaphorically. See, and I disagree with that. I feel like getting under actually relieves some of the loneliness. I think what, the for o- one night. Yeah, as opposed to being alone the whole time. <laughs> but then like how I think about it is... so. This it's is, not like I'm having one night stands. I'm talking about like going on dates, meeting people, I like have nothing trying wrong. to like find a spark with someone yeah, else. Yeah, that's trying fine. Trying to remind myself that there's other people out there, there's other fish in the sea. Yeah, I can see that going I'm not going to sit at home and twiddle my thumbs. Yeah, I can see that. But like I think that if you've broken up with someone and you truly are heartbroken by it, I think that like mending your heart and like spending some time by yourself and acknowledging your feelings and sitting them and like you know holding space for them as that as we say and then knowing how you feel and then when you come to a point of moving on then and healthy and ready to move on look i just know that when i've like gotten under to get over let's hypothetically say right so you pick someone up you're vibing with them all night you go home you sleep with them you either leave their house or they leave your house but then like you know what i mean like what you send them a message you're, you're in your head about sending them a message when do you talk to them next what's the next step do you know what i mean it's called getting jumping back on the bandwagon yeah but if you're not ready you're not in a healed good mental space to do that it I can also be spiraling and be more detrimental to you look i definitely get what you're saying but i will say that after my last relationship i was very upset and then i hooked up with someone who i had hooked up with in the past and it reminded me that there was other people out there, people that I liked. And even although me and that person weren't going to get back together, it kind of just made me feel calm. Like I didn't feel okay, like just, time yeah. was running out. It felt like when when I was in a breakup mentality, I felt like it was like a ticking time bomb. I was like, you know, it's just that stressful, anxious feeling. And I feel like getting under kind of broke that cycle for me. And then I could kind of move into doing those more healthy things. I started going to the gym. I started taking care of my mental health. I started really like focusing on me and like, yes, I wasn't ready for a new relationship, but I still wanted to experience single life. Cause also I feel like single life doesn't last that long in the scheme of things. Like if you think about it for the majority of my life past 18, I've been in relationships. So single single life is short and sharp. Like it's here and there. It's not like a constant. Being in a relationship is more of a constant for me. And I think you're the same. I think I am. I'll have to do some numbers, but I think <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. I've, I've talked about that. But I hear what you're saying. And look, all I'm going to leave it on is if you're 
not over that person and then you go and you get back into that scene too quickly and you're sleeping with someone and then you're like fuck what's going on and then you're already you're not you're not healed so like the heal the wounds haven't healed from the previous thing yeah you're making more wounds more stress for yourself opening up the other ones by like dating too quickly yeah definitely don't date too quickly or even like yeah i I, did you know my opinion from experience i just don't think it works but you do so we're on two different things with that yeah but matt you're acting like you're rolling around celibate you're not rolling around celibate like you're not getting over people but you're still not being celibate so i mean there's a happy medium in between what we're saying i know you do exactly what i'm saying but you yeah but (laughs) But you're just not getting over them i'm not getting over them. remember like my last time you said i know but it's not like like you're it's not like you're sitting in your bedroom with a chastity belt on like you literally- you're you're making like you're this saint who's like doing all things my hail marys and all that at night you literally said to me that's going to church on the weekends instead of going to the club trust me guys it's not happening it's not happening but you literally said to me what you're doing is not working and i was like you're right yeah that's true but i mean it wasn't working for me. It just wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't happy within myself. I, I don't think what you were doing would have worked for anyone, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, true. A lot of <laughs> not good. Not good. Oh man. I know. All right, you go. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> Matt's like, let's move on yeah, from let's that. Move on from okay. So Jordan says, my ex keeps telling me that I am the one that got away, and this makes me feel guilty and uncomfortable as I don't feel the same. How do I get him to know that he needs to move on? Um, two points, Jordan. Tell him. Be honest with him. Tell him that you're communication. Going, yeah. Tell him you don't feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to be cruel to be kind. Yeah. Or else he doesn't seem like he's ever going to move on. Do you know what the hard thing is? Is I feel like secretly every single person on the planet loves to hear from their ex because it's like, ha, yeah, you still care about me. Yeah, and I think Jordan's actually like loving the messages and loves hearing that. <laughs> oh, don't come at Jordan. <laughs> don't I think come she's one enjoying that. I think she's in. Yeah, oh, sorry, Jordan. I love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for the message. Appreciate you. But I think that you've, you're as much to blame here as much. Like he needs to move on. You need to tell him to and you need to block him off. Yeah, you you just have to be super clear because the thing is, is if you have an ex who's reaching out and you're not setting clear boundaries, then it's kind of unfortunately as like hard as it is to say, you're kind of giving them a little bit of false hope by kind of maybe replying or, you know, I guess like the whole feeling guilty and uncomfortable, like she doesn't want to hurt her ex's feelings, which is totally understandable, but at the same time, you have to be cruel to be kind, right? <laughs> what do I say? The, mo- the two strongest fear emotions for humans are hope and fear. And he's got hope right now. So you need to... Give him a bit of fear. fear. <laughs> you're fully, yeah. Fear, yeah, yeah it, it Give the him fear the fear, fear that he's him. lost you. <laughs> yeah. And get him to move on or else he's not going to. And you're going to be stuck in this vicious circle that you're in. 100%. Okay, Matt, that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us, guys. It was a good one. Yeah, hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure you check out all of our socials our facebook page let's have more of a conversation about this episode there and until next time bye bye